Hello and welcome to the American Society of Regional Anesthesia, Regional Anesthesia and Pain Podcast, Azure Wrap. I'm your host, Raj Gupta, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. And I've got a wonderful panel of people today talking about the upcoming Azure Pain Medicine Spring Meeting, which is right around the corner, March 21st through the 23rd in San Diego. And we're going to talk about this amazing program, workshops, interactive experiences, social and networking events. There's a ton of stuff at this meeting, and I don't want to waste any time, and I want to get right into the program and talk about it. So the only thing I'm going to mention to you is make sure you go to azra.com, and then there's actually a specific uh, website that you can go to to go directly to the meeting. It's azra.com slash R-A-A-P-M. It's azra.com slash R-A-A-P-M. And that directly takes you to the meeting. And so go straight there and we will get you all the details about registering the hotel, everything. Um, So make sure you go over there. Now let me bring everybody on board here. And I'm going to add everybody to the screen at the same time. And we'll have a great party of people. Hopefully everybody's networks and connections are working. Look at these wonderful faces. I can't wait to see all of you guys in person in just a few weeks and uh, welcome. Let me take this off so everybody can see your names. Um, so first and foremost, I want to say hi to Kijin. Kijin is the program chair for this spring meeting. How are you, Kijin? I'm absolutely well. Thanks, uh, Raj. And uh, I am really excited. This uh, The event's right around the corner. Can't wait. It's been a long time since we've been back to San Diego and um, looking forward to some sunshine after all the rain, which I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, Europe, Europe and uh, Chile, Canada. So uh, San Diego, although they, they, they've needed to dry off in Southern California before we get there. Hopefully all the flooding and all that rain is done down there before we get there. We're looking for some sunshine and beach weather uh, by the time we get down there. I think it's going to be perfect for us. Well, if nothing, you can stay indoors and enjoy the uh, wonderful program that uh, my planning committee has put together. Well, speaking of the planning committee, I'm just going to quickly say hi to everybody. Then we'll jump to you guys when we get to specific topics. we got Steve Porter, Jenny Norenberg, Melody Herman, Ed Mariano, members of the planning committee for this meeting. Uh, many of you know all of them uh, from various teaching events, uh, talks at various conferences, different opportunities that you've had to learn and probably read many of their papers as well. If you uh, spend the time to actually look at the author list when you read an article, these are um, well-known authors in our field. So I encourage you to get to know these people in person when you're at the meeting as well. But this is a little brief intro to uh, some of their personality. So Kijin, I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to put the meeting just as a reminder up on the screen for people. So this is the 49th annual regional meeting. Um, It's gonna be at the Hilton Bayfront San Diego in San Diego, California. And if anybody wants to know what that looks like, uh, if this doesn't tempt you, I'm not sure what will. And I'm gonna show, oh, I can't show the background. It's all hidden, Um, but it's a beautiful hotel right by the beach. And uh, I don't want to take your lovely faces off the screen, but uh, it's it's a wonderful place to see. And this is a, another reminder for me that the deadline for the hotel 
block of rooms is February 26th. That is really soon. So make sure you go on there and register for a block of rooms. You want to be right there at the hotel where the meeting is. That's where all the action is. You don't want to have to drive from far away. So make sure you come to the meeting block, um, go to the website, and you can register for your meeting room right there. Okay, so back to the program. I have lots of questions about how you guys have customized this meeting, and I'm going to jump through each of you and talk about different aspects of this. Um, but uh, you know, your your theme is precise, practical, personalized, and patient-centered. Got good alliteration on your uh, theme there. Um, talk to me about your vision for this meeting. What was your what was your hope that people would leave it with? Uh, well, you know, Raj, I, I really see myself as a clinician first and foremost. Um, the science really just plays into how we can provide excellent patient care. And so that, that informed the theme. Um, we want to be precise and as scientific as possible with our interventions in regional anesthesia and pain medicine. But at the same time, it's really important that we recognize each patient as an individual and that diversity across um, physiologies and what they bring even in terms of their context and experiences as we craft our pain management strategies for them. Um, and so so ultimately the patient is at the center of everything we do. And so to that end, you know, we've put together a program that's focused very much on the practitioner in the field. The And, uh, you know, we, we don't want to forget our private practice colleagues just at the same time that we're addressing um, our trainees and academic colleagues. So you'll see lots of content that's centered around ambulatory surgery centers, the needs of people who are working in uh, solo or more um, uh, secondary settings. And uh, it's all about how to use techniques and how to craft the knowledge that we have into clinical care. So Jenny, I'm going to uh, jump to you here. So he kind of teed up the private practice things. And I know that you and Melody have been both working within Azra Pain Medicine to enhance the um, voice of and then the needs and fulfill the needs of private practice physicians. Um, in the program here, what do you think the people who are in private practice are going to get out of this meeting? Where do you think that uh, the, the needs are? Um, that's a good question. And I definitely want Melody to answer as well, because she's doing a lot more of the lecturing. I'm working on um, some of the, the workshops. Um, and I really am so incredibly impressed with the instructors that we have recruited and the topics that uh, Kijin has put together for us. Um, and I think that they're going to be really, really useful for the private practitioner who, you know, you end up learning on the fly. You end up le learning from, you know, watching a video that you find hopefully on our Azra Best um, and then be able to um, take that back home. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. I also uh, have been going through a bunch of the um, uh, challenging cases as far as abstracts. There's a ton of really interesting case studies that have been uh, put up for presentation this time around. And I really think that um, it's important for uh, the private practitioner to go check those out because a lot of times in private practice, you end up with cases that are more unusual um, and not necessarily with all of the resources that you'd have in an academic institution. Um, so taking advantage of the time to talk to people 
um, and really, you know, broaden your experience, I think will be really, really wonderful. So there's just two of the many things that are great for the private practitioner. Now, Jenny, I thought private practice doctors only worked from eight to 12 and they only did easy papers. <laughs> is, it, is that not the case? Totally. I, I work Absolutely. in an academic institution. I don't know what that's like over there. <laughs> Uh, no, although I think Melody could probably tell you more about, she, she works, you work at a trauma center, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't work in trauma, uh, but she can tell you that private practice is definitely all of the above. Yeah. So Melody, talk to us about what, what needs do you think that the private practitioner is going to get out of this meeting when they come? I think um, there's so much to be gained from going to a meeting like this, especially as a private practitioner, because you are clinically working so heavily on patient care that you don't always have your finger on the pulse of what's the latest in research, what's the latest in innovation. And I know my patients have definitely benefited um, from me going to these meetings and connecting with others. As a case example, um, Renuka George at MUSC, I connected with her at the last meeting and she mentioned that they're doing still a ganglion box uh, for patients with electrical storm. And she told me how they did it and uh, the opportunity arose at my institution and now we offer this to patients and it helps them. And that's not something that I would have found on my own because, you know, I don't have grand rounds necessarily, educational grand rounds every week. I don't, uh, you know, have, you know, a, a lot of other resources to draw th th from for my home institution to improve patient care and regional anesthesia. So I think when you go to a conference like this, you just meet other people and you see what's out there. You see, you know, the latest innovations and what how you can take that home to your home institution and improve uh, patient care. Yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest values of coming to this meeting is that networking and community effect because, you know, and this isn't only uh, an impact to private practitioners that are often in smaller groups sometimes, and there's only a few people enthusiastic about regional in their program. This happens in academic programs where there's only a few people that are interested in regional. And you go to find the community of people that are passionate, that are excited, that are uh, cutting edge, and you learn and adopt from them, but then also they support you. Even after the meeting's over, they can you can call them and email them and stuff. And it's one of the great things I love about the societies because I have done that myself for many many years, and I offer that support to other people now as well. Um, and I know many of my colleagues do the same. Ed, Ed, I'm going to jump to you here for a second because this topic that I want to I know Kijin's highlighted in the meeting. You, you probably speak to this better than anybody, which is the value of regional anesthesia and acute pain, and how do you make the business case for that in places that are resistant, uh, especially to um, executives in your hospital, the business financial people, but also your surgeons? Um, how important is that in this conversation? I thought we moved past it. Are we still having that dialogue? Yeah, I think we're still having those discussions and probably for good reason. I mean, we know that healthcare and the priorities of healthcare keep shifting and yeah, there's obviously a very, um, a, a very important and very relevant undertone of uh, you know, financial stability that I think that you know we kind of live with every day um, in our own institutions, regardless of the type of practice that you're in. Um, so I think it's important for us, as you mentioned, to keep networking at meetings like this, where you can compare uh, your st share stories, you know, compare different models, you know, look at what may work for your practice versus a different practice setting. Um, because you can get ideas and inspiration from um, many of our colleagues and, and a variety of different ways of doing things. And we're oftentimes, I think in the past, you know, we're 
sometimes taught that there's only one way of doing it and it's either one way or no way. Um, but I think the reality is, yeah, that's just not true. Um, I'm actually moderating a fantastic plenary session yeah, that has a mixture of our own colleagues in uh, regional anesthesia and acute pain medicine, as well as two surgeons. And you know, one's a breast surgeon and one's an orthopedic surgeon. And I think that having those perspectives, um, yeah, especially as they align, you're know, seeing what people yeah, in our in our field, you know, our other physician colleagues prioritize, I think really helps us do our jobs better. Um, but yeah, but as you mentioned, I think the economics aspect of it, I think, is really critical. I think we're going to keep having you know, to demonstrate our value um, to our health systems, um, as well as within our own groups, I think, for years to come. Yeah, I think demonstrating and then also being able to express that value. I think many of our colleagues that are starting up programs have a difficult time packaging up that value into a description that makes sense to somebody from their perspective, a surgeon, a uh, the business leadership at their institution. And I think that having these voices from the other aspects of patient care in our environment at, in our conference, part of that dialogue is a, a, a really important part of that um, conversation and learning how to have that value-based conversation. And Steve, Raj, uh, let's uh, Raj, go ahead, I just to, uh, Just, you know, uh, building on that, just to call attention to the fact that we do have these interactive sessions, uh, one of which is with... Um, the surgeons mentioned uh, who practice, you know, we have both an academic and a private practice surgeon um, talking with us, but also another interactive session just devoted to that chasing economic value. Um, so, you know, don't miss that. And also our problem-based learning discussions. We have one that's dedicated to uh, the nuances of billing, coding and reimbursement. So um, those are all there for people who, who want to know how to optimize that aspect of things. And Steve, I would be remiss if I skipped over our sort of bread and butter of our program, which is sort of the innovations in regional anesthesia and acute pain. And there's a lot of conversation that's still ongoing about fascial plane blocks. It feels like spinals have come back into the dialogue and in the debate about how to do spinals and stuff. And there's a lot about that. Um, the other one, uh, of course, point of care ultrasound. What, what jumps out to you in the program is like things that uh, our cutting edge things are the the, the current dialogue. Um, well, I'm biased because I'm I'm working with the workshops a lot, so I'm going to try to highlight them because um, for me, when you look at the workshop offerings, there really is kind of like the whole gamut of exposure. So in past years, sometimes we've sprinkled in some focus amongst the workshops, but this year we decided to separate it out. So if you're coming and your your agenda for this meeting is like I'm here to network, I'm here to talk, I'm here to listen, but I really want to get my hands on some focus. There's multiple offerings throughout the meeting, both in the basic focus, advanced focus. But sometimes for me, when I've been uh, at workshops, some of it's a little bit more the intangibles. You may be comfortable doing certain procedures, but you may be interested in seeing how others do it. You can always learn little tricks here or there about how to position a patient, where you position yourself, um, ultrasound tricks, even things like how people um, hold the probe or like sleeve the probe such that they can get more done with only two hands. Um, so that can you, can you can even do a workshop on something that you feel relatively comfortable about in terms of the procedural aspect because you want to get that next level of uh, advanced, advanced tips and tricks. There's even simulation, crisis simulation um, in the workshop space. There's cryoneurolysis. There's, uh, it's really, really some, I think something for everybody. And since it's spread out throughout the meeting, um, you can pick and choose uh, relative to the uh, main session 
about like what your priorities are in terms of being able to get um, your hands-on exposure um, and also get your um, kind of more audience um, exposure. And Steve, the workshops, most of them were focused based on region, which is a really interesting move that we did a few years ago. So, it, you know, it's blocks for the shoulder, blocks for the hip, blocks for the knee. So it's not pigeonholed into the conversation of the traditional blocks in that area. It actually, you guys are exploring some of the more novel blocks that are uh, uh, help you with difficult situations and challenging approaches to you know um the shoulder for example where people are asking questions how to deal with uh, a patient with bad lung disease and then how do you approach that or the knee if you want to maintain mobility and and so those are uh, great opportunities for that discussion when someone wants to push themselves past what their current experience they may know how to do an adductor canal block but they may not know how to do an ipac in a genicular mm -hmm. or something else mm -hmm. and that comes into that workshop they have some pretty cool simulators there as well, like um, kind of some paraneuraxial, paravertebral simulation, as well as even like head and neck simulation, uh, really cutting edge stuff. Excellent. Kijin, I want to talk about um, some of the wellness and, and mind-body focused um, sessions you guys have. So um, surrounding alternative therapies, meditation, um, talk to me about where, you, how you wanted to bring that into the program. You know, uh it's uh, been a personal itch of mine that I've been wanting to scratch for a long time. I, I think there is a limit to what our blocks can do. Um, and pain medicine should be something that's really holistic. We need to remember that ultimately our goal is to relieve suffering. And suffering is very much a uh, higher center phenomenon. So, you know, I, I'm really, really excited. I think we are so privileged to be able to have uh, Professor David Spiegel, who is this world-renowned expert on medical hypnosis and the influence of cognition on on, um, on health. He'll be speaking to us on Friday about uh, about the role that this can play. And uh, together with that, Barbara Bribart, who is one of our Ezra colleagues, will be speaking to us about how to use positive communication. And I mean, I see it all the time, the influence that our words can have using uh, positive phrasing, avoiding these trigger words for pain. If you're at all involved with acute pain service, you'll know that a huge part of it is the conversation that you have at the bedside as to making that um, patient feel better and progress along the way to functional recovery. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited that we're going to be doing that. And as part of that, you know, we try to always build in the hands-on. And so thanks to Stephanie Chang, um, we are again offering for the second time a workshop that will cover these complementary techniques, not just medical hypnosis and communication, but also um, techniques of acupuncture that you can take and use in your setting. So it's something I think that uh, is really unique um, about the acute pain medicine meeting for the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to take it further. Yeah, I, I think that this has been a, a growing interest. And um, you speak about your personal experience dealing with patients. There are days that I feel like all we would have to do is assess people's anxiety and stress level, and that would be the screening process for surgery, and that all the other medical problems can be dealt with. But those are the hardest ones to actually kind of uh, prepare people for surgery and how their outcomes would be. I don't think it's quite that simple, but it's definitely a major component of it. Um, Ed, I want to I want to bring up the fellows um, and the residents. I know you're actively involved with the fellowship um, training programs, and there's been a lot of work 
on um, organizing the, the the fellowship process, the match. And then, of course, we have this all-important meet-and-greet opportunity for the fellows. Talk about how valuable this meeting is for residents and fellows and what you hope that they can find here. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really one of the best things about live meetings. And I mean, Azra, as long as I can remember, has always felt uh, felt like home, it's felt like family. You're around so many other subspecialists who are passionate about this field and what we do for patients. And I think that to have um, you know, these live events where trainees and uh, who are going to eventually be our future colleagues can interact with you know, the people whom you know, maybe they look up to or or see as maybe role models in terms of the career path is really unique. Um, that um, that fellowship uh, meet and greet is probably the busiest event of every Azure Spring meeting. I mean, it is you know, the it is the go to event of of the meeting every single Congress. So I definitely recommend if you're if you're a resident who's thinking about fellowship or maybe you're in fellowship already. Um, or in your, you're already in your career and working in a training program, I think it's really a great opportunity to network. Um, as a program director, um, it's really like a, a fantastic live face-to-face you know, -face, um, interaction that, um, that we can now have, especially because of the timing of the meeting being in March. Um, you know, we don't have our matches uh, later on, so we'll actually have the match results um, released in June. So, you know, so all of the programs right now that are participating in the match are actually in the process of looking at applications and we'll be interviewing uh, for the next yeah, couple of months or so. So yeah, this is really the one time when you can actually have some face-to-face -face dialogue. Um, so I definitely recommend people do that. I mean, this is evolving specialty um, from the time when I remember starting my first fellowship when there were you know, like 11 programs you know, to now we have over 90 programs in North America and more than half are accredited by ACGME. Um, it's a pretty exciting time to be involved in the subspecialty and, and just seeing how important it is to the future of, of the greater specialty of anesthesiology. And I don't know if uh, everybody knows that, but the um, fellowship directors group, the program directors for regional anesthesia and, and actually for chronic pain are that the organization of Azra Pain Medicine helps them um, with the process of organizing the program directors and staying coordinated with the fellows and, and, tries to give them a home base to operate under. Um, and so they, the program directors come to our meeting, you know, so if you're interested in one of these programs, it's a pretty good place to go uh, meet face to face with multiple programs at the same time, especially since most of the programs now are going to interviews over, you know, zoom calls and, and uh, less and less in-person experiences. It's one of the few opportunities to go meet some of these program directors face to face. Um, the other thing that I would tell people who are trainees, residents, and fellows is that there is what was formerly called the resident section committee. I think they're in the process of rebranding themselves to include the fellows as well. Um, that this is a very energetic, uh, enthusiastic group of people, lots of creative ideas. Um, they're the foundation of our future for this organization, and we're so excited to be, have them um, involved in creating content and doing fun things. So get to know them. If you're a trainee and you want to get to this meeting, find those people. And um, they're, they're a fantastic bunch to be a part of. And uh, I really am proud of everything that they're doing. So um, that's a really critical part of our organization's critical part of this meeting. Uh, Melody, you've always been sort of on the cutting edge of a lot of innovation stuff. Um, 
talk to me about some innovative experiences that you've seen that we're planning for this meeting. I, I always have found the interactive sessions, the Ask the Experts interactive sessions, uh, a fun place to go to learn outside of our normal process of looking at slides. I think you're muted still. Can you hear me? Yeah, we want to okay, hear every yeah. word. Um, Ask the Expert is an incredible um, because you really have, you know, the the best of the best teaching and demonstrating different approaches to regional anesthesia, which is for uh, for me so useful when I'm dealing with a polytrauma patient population. You know, most of my patients don't it's not just they have, you know, a rotator cuff tear. It's they they have, you know, bilateral upper extremity, lower extremity, splenic lock, liver lock, sternal fracture. And you're, you're trying to piece it all together like a puzzle to figure out how do I give this patient the best analgesia that I can within the limits of what's a safe dose of local anesthetic. And I find, ask the experts, I've learned so much there about phrenic sparing blocks and things like that. Um, and then another area of innovation that's um, uh, special to me is point of care ultrasound. So um, my colleague, uh, Denise Fraga, who will be uh, teaching point of care in some regional at the um, at the meeting this this March, she uh, introduced me to, well, I, I took the Azure POCUS course and then the advanced POCUS I learned through uh, Denise, Dr. Fraga. And um, that is so useful in the patient population that I work in because you, I mean, you already have an ultrasound there for a regional anesthesia intervention. And it's just like your eyes open. I mean, I've been doing paravertebral blocks for years and now I put the probe on the chest and I say, oh, there's beelines, um, there's a hemothorax, there's a, a new, I've diagnosed a pneumothorax before when I go in to do a block. Um, so that's, um, that's really it's, uh, special to me. And, and I'm so glad that she'll be joining us to, to share her expertise at the meeting. Just turning that depth a little bit deeper and looking what's down there past the nerves. Huh? Yeah. There's, there's always something interesting there. Um, Jenny, so you're our uh, resident San Diego uh, uh, expert. So there's a lot of fun activities at planned. There's uh, San Diego is obviously a wonderful town. Um, let people know a little bit about San Diego, what they can expect and, and maybe hopefully explore while they're there, not to miss any of the meeting, but in there for other right, free clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I'm so excited for you guys to be coming to my city. I was born and raised here and then left for all my training and made my way back. Um, and so when the meeting comes here, it's just such a treat. Um, and we're down in downtown San Diego that has been completely revitalized with the gas lamp quarter. So there's uh, tons of great restaurants. Um, and not only that, but the Hilton um, has been working with us to make sure that we are featuring um, you know, local foods, local beverages, local culture, because um, San Diego is really a city of a bunch of neighborhoods. Um, maybe not quite like New York City, um, but there's just its own little niches, um, and we're trying to bring that to share with the meeting. Uh, but I uh, was planning and uh, hoping that you guys will um, not miss any of the meeting, but maybe consider uh, if you wanted to bring family or meet friends. Um, I will be posting on my social media, which is why I put this on the um, 
put my handle on uh, my name down below, um, posting different places to eat and different places to see that are both family friendly, adult friendly, you know, so on and so forth. Um, because going to visit, you know, uh, as far as the Legoland or those kinds of things would be a fun thing to do before, or after the meeting. Um, but I do know that uh, Raj and I have been talking about doing uh, another one of his famous photo walks. There's some phenomenal uh, photography opportunities um, in the urban setting. Um, we've got the fun run, which uh, Kijin has been a huge advocate for every year that we raise money for the scholarship fund. And for that, you're going to be getting up early, but you have a beautiful um, skyline as well as be running by or walking by. I always walk. Um, nice multi-million dollar yachts go through Seaport <laughs> Village, uh, which is just, I mean, it's a, it's a touristy area, but it has such cool personality and it's surrounded by water. Um, so it's absolutely lovely to be around there. Um, we're also um, going to be doing um, some extras um, with uh, our wellness committee and some other things that'll be a surprise. Um, we may also be planning uh, a little drive for those who um, are uh, auto enthusiasts because there's some beautiful roads and everything in San Diego is going to be green, which is very unusual um, because we are a coastal desert. Um, so you come in the summertime and everything is brown. Right now, despite maybe some raindrops falling, maybe a little flooding, uh, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. But you're still going to want your jacket at night, just FYI. <laughs> it might be green uh, because so of all that rain. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But it's it, it's just it's just a perfect time of year to come to San Diego um, and you know potentially even extend your trip if you're able. Um, I know Ed uh, lived down in San Diego for quite a while, so he may have some uh, extra tidbits to offer too, because um, he was at UCSD for a while before he went up to the Bay Area. Um, I don't know, Ed, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think I mean one of the best things I think about San Diego is is just food. I mean, there's great places to eat. I mean, it just definitely if you can even just a short Uber from um, you know where the hotel is, and because it's so centrally located. Um, just, yeah, you can explore some of these neighborhoods. It's one of the things I think it took me probably, I mean, a few months after moving down to San Diego to learn is just that there are so many different personalities within San Diego, all these just, uh, older neighborhoods like Hill, Hillcrest and North Park. And I mean, it's, it's incredible. So I would definitely, if you have a chance, um, uh, even just to take a short ride, you know, explore some of the, the food scene of San Diego. Well, fantastic. And I, and I, would and I oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't say it. And I, what I'll try to do on uh, the uh, social media is, is post some highlights. Um, there are lots of really great, you know, must see lists um, of places. You know, I know that uh, fellowships and other departments like to have reunions. And so if there's particular uh, restaurants or other places, or if you want to just send a question my way of something you're looking for, uh, please don't don't hesitate because I mean I this is my city this is I, I'm very passionate about sharing this um, with all the attendees this year so uh, I'm so excited I can't even like get over it so <laughs> so if you're if you're following on social media hashtag Azra Spring 24 is sort of the tag that connects all of us together 
but I encourage you, there's going to be a set of social media ambassadors, which everybody here, I think, is part of that group. And that's going to be on the website. And you can click on the sidebar on that azra.com slash R-A-A-P-M link that I sent earlier. Um, that's going to have the social media ambassadors. So go follow all those people. And you can see this uh, this feed of information that Jenny's going to be sending all of our way, shared around. Uh, and, and again, you can reach out to her directly. Um, she's a nice person. You can go up and talk to her in person. You don't even have to use social media. You can talk to her in real life too. It's going to be great. Um, and there's so many other events. I mean, we mentioned the fellow meet and greet. There's the Thursday night exhibit hall opening. We have a phenomenal group of vendors that are coming that are uh, exhibiting at the exhibit hall. We've got all the little breaks and opportunities to meet people and connect with them. Usually we have a little uh, social media uh, chat room area inside the exhibit hall if you want to just kind of congregate there and meet. Um, of course, the award ceremony on Saturday and the ce celebration on Saturday night as well. I'd love to see you guys at all of those things. This is uh, not meant to be comprehensive. I, I don't uh, expect to talk about the whole meeting during this 30-minute uh, uh, podcast. This is just a teaser. I want you guys to go to this website, azra.com slash R-A-A-P-M. Go look at the program, look at it in detail, look at the workshops. I know Steve and his team have done a great job putting together some phenomenal workshops. Um, and then uh, go register for the meeting if you haven't already. You're a little behind, but go do it. You can still have time. And then go find your hotel room because that deadline's coming up February 26th. And you don't want to miss out in the room block. It makes it really hard to be part of all of this stuff if you're having to go far away. And then follow us on social media again, just to kind of know where things are happening so you can be at the right place at the right time. This is going to be a great meeting. I can't wait to be there. I'm like Jenny. I'm just kind of bouncing up and down, waiting to get to San Diego. Um, and if we figure out when exactly to do the photo walk, uh, we will let people know. Uh, I've been wanting to do that, but they just keep adding things to my schedule and I'm having a hard time finding an hour or two to get away from stuff. But if I can find an hour or two, I will do that. And I would love to take people out and take pictures somewhere. But I want to thank all of you guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I love you all. I can't wait to see you in person again. Um, and I, I want to meet other people. Um, come find me, say hi. I will introduce you to these wonderful people if you don't know them. And um, I can't wait to see you guys in person. And Kijen, thank you to you and your entire team for putting this program together. Oh, it's been a privilege. And uh, I echo that. Don't hesitate to come up and say hello. We'd uh, love to chat. Uh, it really is the best part of an in-person meeting, that face-to-face uh, -face interaction. So look yeah. forward to seeing many of you there. Well, thank you, everybody. I'm going to play the music to send us out. San Diego. We'll see you there. It's going to be beautiful weather. It's going to be a wonderful meeting. And I'll see you guys there very soon. Thank you, everybody.